Do you think it's possible to experience peace of any kind in a world so bent upon envy, disruption, violence, and sin? Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 125 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. Christmas is a time we typically think good thoughts about family, friends, and, oh yes, peace. But the world is anything but peaceful Christmas 2023. The Ukraine struggles against Russian aggression. Sudan finds itself once again in a senseless, brutal civil war. And the Holy Land is immersed in a war as Israel attempts, as they say, to eradicate Hamas in response to Hamas's barbaric, unprovoked surprise attack, killing, maiming, raping, and kidnapping hundreds of Israelis October 7, 2023. Now, Christmas, though, is about peace. Isaiah 9-6 announced, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus' peace, as we sometimes assume, is not necessarily physical safety, and political harmony. The babe in the manger who became the Savior because of Calvary and the resurrection said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, commonly used as a Jewish greeting. Shalom in this verse means more than just the absence of war. It references all kinds of peace, wholeness, welfare, physical health, quietness, mental and emotional stability. It means an appearance of calm and tranquility. And the deeper, more foundational meaning of peace is the spiritual harmony brought about by an individual's restoration with God. This reminds me of the beloved Christian carol, Silent Night. My Sat7 colleague, Dennis Weens, recently observed Joseph Moore, a Salzburg clergyman, wrote the lyrics in 1816, just after the Napoleonic Wars. His congregation in Austria was reeling from the war, which had decimated the country's political and social infrastructure. The song's message of peace was sent into a time marked by war, hunger, disease, and natural disasters. Two years later, Joseph walked to a hill overlooking his town one evening, and this quiet time alone allowed him to process and reflect as he and the town prepared for Christmas Eve 1818. Reveling in the majestic silence of a wintry night, Moore looked over the Christmas card-like scene of his town. He reflected on a Christmas play he had just watched that triggered his memory of a poem he had written a couple of years before. That poem was about the night angels announced the birth of the long-awaited Messiah to shepherds on a hillside. Moore decided those words might make a good carol for his congregation the following evening at their Christmas Eve service. The one problem was that he didn't have any music to which the poem could be sung. So the next day, Moore went to see the church organist Franz Xavier Gruber, a local school teacher who the next year became the organist of Old St. Nicholas Church. By the evening, Gruber had managed to compose a musical setting for the poem. The now-famous Christmas carol was first performed as Joseph Moore, the young priest who wrote the lyrics, 
played the guitar and sang along with Franz Xavier Gruber, the choir director who had written the melody. It was later first performed in the United States in New York City in 1839. The contrast between the carol's message of tranquility and hope and the violence during a time marked by war, hunger, disease, social upheaval, and natural disasters is obvious and compelling. It was sung in churches, in town squares, and even on the battlefield during World War I, when soldiers sang carols from home during a temporary truce on Christmas Eve. It's considered the Christmas carol that paused a war. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. The prophet Isaiah also reminded us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So he does not always immediately bring peace in the face of war, as he could, in part because he knows that people are drawn to him at such times, and perhaps in part because he grants human beings the opportunity to choose to seek him and to do right versus wrong. Human beings want peace. We want the world on our terms. The Beatles' John Lennon wrote at least two songs about peace, one in 1969 called Give Peace a Chance, an anti-war statement that reads like he must have been high when he wrote it. The gibberish lyrics make no sense, but still the phrase give peace a chance caught on for a time. The problem is Lennon offered no basis for accomplishing his dream, no acknowledgement of sin and evil, no way of redemption, no spiritual means of achieving peace and certainly not achieving it on our own. The other song about peace became his anthem and his legacy. Imagine was released in 1971 becoming the best-selling song of his career, and has now been covered by more than 200 artists. Why is Imagine so popular? Aside from its catchy tune, it's an idealistic, secularist view of the world. Anyone can embrace the song's longings. It imagines a world without disturbance. In other words, peace. Lennon says, Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for, and no religion, too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Now, certainly we can relate to John Lennon's desire to live a life of peace. But sadly, the utopian dreams he recommends for achieving peace aren't real. Lennon's aspirations are spiritual dead ends. John Lennon's song, Imagine, is frequently used as a call for peace and unity. It's an especially common selection in response to acts of violence. Actually, history disproves Lennon's optimism. A denial of heaven and hell does not result in world peace. Quite the opposite, in fact. The worst human atrocities have been driven by an atheistic rejection of the afterlife and the removal of religion from society. When leaders assume there's nothing above man, the result is usually genocide. Witness Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Paul Pot, and others who saw themselves as the highest authority. Hamas says they serve the Islamic conception of God, Allah, but their way of serving is anger, fear, destruction, brutality, and killing. 
and there is no peace. Back to Lenin. There is a heaven, and there is a hell, and there is religion. And if properly understood in biblical terms, God has given us the prescription we need to seek peace and through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to experience it. The Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us, born as the incarnated God-man in a manger about 2,000 years ago, is God's answer to mankind's relational dilemma, that is, our broken relationship with God, others, and creation. Scripture says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only reason we can truly live peacefully with God and in peace with others and creation. The Prince of Peace is the reason for the season. Jesus did not stay a baby in a manger, but became the Savior whose sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection makes our redemption possible and makes peace possible. Jesus Christ is called the Prince of Peace because he restores every broken relationship, provides for a well-ordered and balanced life, and offers the assurance of eternal life to all who call upon him. Peace be with you this Christmas. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M as in Martin, that's rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Jesus.